0: Hi, good morning everyone. Thank you for uh, tuning in and joining us this morning. Even though we could not come together to worship the Lord and to listen to the word, but thank you for allowing us to bring the word and worship to where you are this morning, into your houses, into your dining room, into your living room this morning. Today, I'm going to talk about sticking to God In tough times. Around this time, you don't need to be an expert in economy or in politics to see that there are and there will be serious consequences because of the the crisis. During and long after the virus stopped spreading, factories are closed down businesses are closed down, companies go bankrupt, people lose their jobs, they lose their loved ones. This is an unprecedented, unexpected, unpredictable crisis in our time. How as Christians we can live through and even drive in the time of crisis. Let us learn from the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk who lived around 600 years before Christ, and he was facing and experiencing very similar and relevant uh, situations as as we are right now. He saw violence, he saw injustice, destructions, pain and sorrows in his life habakkuk lived and saw the beginning of the destructions of the city of jerusalem by the babylonians the city was destroyed the temple was destroyed businesses were crushed people were killed and taken into captivity he saw disaster he saw suffering he saw pains and he went through the struggles of that and yet this is what he says at the end of the book from Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19 I invite you to read together though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines though the olive crops fails and the fields produce no food Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Lord, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Let us pray before we listen to the word. Father, thank you so much for giving us opportunity this morning to listen to your word. Please encourage us, speak to us, guide us, empower us, comfort us, lead us in your word this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we give thanks. Amen. Under this topic, sticking to God, in the tough times, I will cover two major things. First, we can learn how Habakkuk struggles honestly with God in tough times. And secondly, we we will talk about how he chooses to stick firmly to God in tough times. The statement he just made, we just read was Uh, coming out because of a long struggle and long process Habakkuk went through in his life in the midst of troubles, in the midst of problems and sufferings. First, Habakkuk struggles honestly in tough times. How was Habakkuk struggling in the midst of this crisis? And how can we learn from that? First, we learn that he was honestly complaining to God because, what he, saw the, the, because he, he saw that God was silent and God allows uh, suffering and problems and evil in the world. This is what he says in chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. How long, Lord, must I call for help? but you do not listen or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destructions and violence are before me. There is strife and conflicts, conflicts abound. Many people are, are asking very similar questions around these times. Right? Where is God? Why can't He stop this crisis? Why can't He stop COVID-19? God, why do you allow this suffering and evil in this world? And and like Habakkuk, we want God to fix these problems. They want to get rid. They want God to get rid of these problems of evil. If God is a good God. Why does he allow evil on, in this world? And he, if he is an all-powerful, almighty God, why can't he stop all these things? So said Scottish philosopher David Hume long time ago. Now, God answered the complaint of Habakkuk in chapter 1, verses To 11. You can read only chapter 5 to uh, uh, verse 5 to 7. And the main point of the answer of God for Habakkuk is that God is going to allow an evil nation, Babylonians, to attack, to swallow, to crush, and to destroy the nations of Judah. In other words, God is saying. Well, things are going to get worse. We are moving from bad to worse. We are moving from injustice to lawlessness. We are moving from violence to ruthlessness. There will be more chaos, more disaster, more suffering, and it is not going to end very soon. And when Habakkuk had the answer of God, what was his response? He was even more confused and frustrated. This is his second second struggle. Habakkuk was utterly confused with the ways of God. This is what he says in chapter 1 verse 12. Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will, no, you will never die. You have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. The sentence, Lord, are you not from everlasting? In Hebrews, it is a very bold question to God. He basically says, God, you are kidding? Are you crazy? Are you not? How is that possible you allow this to happen in Judah? How can you allow an evil nation to punish your own people? Your eyes are too pure to see evil. You are holy God. How can you allow these evil things to take place? Lord, it's like God is going to... Sweep a dirty room with even a dirtier broom. We are often like Habakkuk. We often have this belief that life should be full of peace, only peace and prosperity. The world should be getting better. There will be less and less injustice and evil and destruction and suffering and less and less pain in this world. This is what people in the early 20th century taught. That as modern people, the world is going to get better and better. But then two world worlds crush all their dreams. And when God allows Habakkuk to see the coming calamity, the coming destructions, Habakkuk was trembling. That was his his last struggles with God. He was physically confusing to see the coming calamity. This is what Habakkuk says in chapter 3, verse 16a. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered, at the sound, decay crept into my bones, and my legs trembled. He was moving from confusing, from complaining to confusing frustrations and even to physically convulsive in his struggles with God. Now, two things we can learn about the struggles of Habakkuk. First, he was bold and honest with God. He was not magnifying the problems and suffering, but he was not denying it either. He was not in dismissive. When we face troubles and challenges in life, sometimes we exaggerate the problems, and sometimes we... uh, uh, in denial, we are dismissive of it. But Habakkuk faces the problems as they are. And sometimes in the Bible, God allows us to honestly struggle with Him. What our feelings, our frustrations. This is what Psalm 42, verse 12 says. Why are my soul downcast? Why is my heart troubles, or, or Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm uh, says, Why have you forsaken me, God? What have you forsaken me? Why are you silent? I cannot understand. What is happening around me doesn't make sense. But on the other hand, Habakkuk remains faithful and never once, never in millions of years, he denied. He doubt and he distrust his God. So we could say that Habakkuk was genuinely, honestly, boldly, and faithfully wrestling with God. The complaint and confusions uh, and frustrations come into our lives often because we cannot fully understand the ways of God. We cannot fully understand the hands of God in the world and in our lives. Brothers and sisters, are you going to the same struggles right now? Are you in confusion? Are you in complaint? Are you in frustrations? Or even in troubles? Looking at the problems and sufferings that are coming to happen in our lives. For Habakkuk, instead of running away from God, he runs to God. Instead of pulling his hands off God, he stretches out his hands to God and holds him fast. He sticks to God. That brings us to the second point. He decided to stick to God. This is what he says in Verse seventeen and eighteen Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes in the vines on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pan and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, yet I'll be joyful in God my saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on highs. Two things we can learn from these verses. First, we see that Habakkuk has radically changed. Secondly, he decided to rejoice in the Lord. First, we see that Habakkuk has has radically changed. The tone in verse 18 is significantly contrast to chapter one verse two to four and chapter one verse 12. Habakkuk has come a long way. He has come out of this struggle a new passion. Habakkuk changes from complain to confessions and frustrations to conceding to the powers of God. He's moving from wrestling to waiting patiently with God, from struggles to submissions, from distress to delightful, from frustrations to faith, from confessions to confessions, from panic to prayer. It is Habakkuk who finally changed. Not God, not even his circumstances, not even the world he complains about. That is what God does sometimes in our lives. He does not change our circumstances. Instead, he changes us. Because he is more concerned with our character than our circumstances or our careers. Sometimes he does not calm the storm, but he comes us to face storms in our lives. Sometimes he doesn't get rid of the problems we face in our lives. Instead, he gives us strength and wisdom to face those problems in life. Everyone who goes through crisis and suffering in life will come out changed for bad or for good. I've seen some who face problems come out bitter and, and full of hatred, anger with God, discourage and finally make decisions to leave God and leave the church. But others who face challenges, they will come out stronger, closer to God and even rich in perspectives of life. The question is, Why is Habakkuk changed dramatically? Well, first of all, it's because the grace of God was with him. But how that happens? I see that Habakkuk begins to shift his focus from the world, from the problems, to God. He begins to learn to see things From God's perspective, and when when we learn to see things, to see problems, to see sufferings, to see hardships, from God's perspective, we will begin to see them differently. He begins to move from problems to prayer, from distress to delightful, and. Leads us to the second point is that he decides to be joyful to find strength in the Lord. He decides to stick to God. What is, what is it to be joyful in the Lord? Like in verse 18, he says, Yet I will rejoice. Number one, rejoice in the Lord does not mean to rejoice after the troubles or to rejoice in the absence of the troubles or to rejoice because of the troubles. To rejoice in the Lord means to rejoice during the same time when we face struggles and problems. Habakkuk was rejoicing in the midst of of crisis. Now why is that possible? It is like doing and savoring God in the midst of pains and sorrows, in the midst of setbacks and hardship. I could imagine like we, we enjoy the heat inside the house in the midst of freezing cold winter, or like if you like it, durian, like me, the durian tastes like hell, uh, smells like hell, tastes like heaven. So, so you enjoy the meat of durian, even though the smell is not good. The guy who wrote the song "It Is Well with My Soul." lost both his wife and his daughters when in the boat in the ship from New York to London they both died later on when he went to the same spot when his wife and daughter drowned he said to God it is well with my soul Christians joy is a joy not in the absence of problems not in the absence of troubles, not after that, but in the midst of it. Secondly, Habakkuk rejoice not because of the trouble, but because who God is. Not only because what God has given to us, not only because what God has done in our lives. It is always good to be joyful, for what God has given to us. To be joyful for what God has done in our lives. But we do not stop there. He wants us to be, to stick to him. Because what or who he is. If I am only thankful because I get something from God. I will leave God when I do not get something I wanted. If we are only st- sticking to God because my my body is healthy, I will leave God when I'm sick. If I stick to God when my businesses run well, then I will leave God when my business collapses. If I follow God only when my life is convenient, then I will leave Him if my life is not any more convenient. That is what the devil came to Job and accused him before God. See God, Job worship you and follows you because you gave everything he needs and he wants in his life. You take from him and he will curse you. God took everything from Job. And he yet he remains faithful to the Lord. What? Habakkuk knows about God and he rejoiced because of it. First, Habakkuk confessed that the Lord is that God is my Lord. God is my Lord. He's my Lord means He's the owner of my life. He's the president of my life, only, not only the resident of my life. He is my boss. He's Not only my boss, is the manager of my life. He's in control of my life. And regardless of the challenges and problems and suffering, as long as God is my Lord, my boss, my president, I will stick to him. Secondly, he says, I rejoice because the Lord is my savior. In him I'm safe. In him I'm secure. Even if I die, I will be with him. We all will die with or without virus, with or without sickness. Some will go faster, others will go slower, but we all will get there. And the love the of God is our anchor. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 32 to, to 38, it says, nothing and no one can separate me from the love of God. No, nothing can separate me from God. Uh, trouble, hardships, uh, persecutions, famines, setbacks, nakedness, danger, sword, death will not separate me from the Lord, my God, my Savior. And Habakkuk rejoiced because he says, The Lord is sovereign. The Lord is sovereign means he's in control of everything, he's in charge he's in charge not only of my life he's in charge of the nations he's in charge of the whole world even the whole universe because he created universe and everything in me and the sovereign god habakkuk says will give me the feet like the feet of a deer on the rocky mountains will will enable my feet to walk on the heights brothers and sisters oftentimes god uses sufferings and and troubles to push us to the heights, to push us to the top of the mountains, to push us closer to God. And once you are on the heights, you can see things from from many different angles, to see things differently. For those who have gone through lots of troubles and and challenges his life, they see life differently. They experience life differently from, from different perspectives. It is like what Isaiah says in Isaiah 40, verse, verse 31. Those who hope in the Lord, those who wait upon the Lord, they will soar on wings like eagles. We all know that eagles, to be able to soar on high, they need strong winds strong winds, storms are needed by eagles to, to soar on highs. And oftentimes, God allows winds and storms into our lives so he can take us to the high place to see life from different perspective to come closer to him. And because he's an all-powerful sovereign God, Oftentimes, He does things that we cannot really understand. The Bible says the ways of the Lord are higher than ours. The thoughts of the Lord are, are higher than ours. We cannot really comprehend everything that God does in our lives. And yet, we are called to stick to Him, even though we cannot really understand Him. We are called to stick to Him because God is always good. Because God is reliable. He never changes. The world changes. Circumstances changes in our lives. But God remains the same. And because of that, I will finish with what Charles Spurgeon, long time ago, tell us. God is too good to be unkind. He is too wise to be mistaken. If we cannot trace his hands, we can trust his heart. Let us close and pray. Dear God, we pray that may the Holy Spirit further uh, help us to uh, understand and apply the words of God in our lives. We pray that you will give us strength and uh, wisdom to face challenges in lives and we pray that even though the world seems to fall apart you will give us strength to stick to you to cling to you to trust you in the name of Jesus we pray amen